You want to associate with people who are making good decisions, people who are making good choices in life. That's somebody who is good to hang around. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. It's a wonderful joy to be with you today, and thank you all for tuning in. Those of you joining us by television, those of you joining us at airjesus.com, stay tuned to today's message. Today we're dealing with part three, the final part, series we started a few weeks ago entitled Wisdom for Living, wisdom for living. I'd like to share just a little humor. Somebody emailed me this week. They actually emailed me a long list of jokes, and I picked a couple that I like that I'll share today. First one reads, a little girl dressed in her Sunday best was running as fast as she could, trying not to be late for Bible class. As she ran, she prayed, dear Lord, please don't let me be late. Dear Lord, please don't let me be late. And while she was running and praying, she tripped on the curb and fell, getting her clothes dirty and tearing her dress. She got up, brushed herself off, and started running again. As she ran, she once again said, Dear Lord, please don't let me be late, but please don't shove me either. (laughs) And the second I like says, Three boys are in the schoolyard bragging about their fathers. The first boy says, my dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a poem. They give him $50. Second boy said, that's nothing. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a song. They give him $100. The third boy says, I got you both beat. My dad scribbles a few words on a piece of paper. He calls it a sermon, and it takes eight people to collect all the money. (laughs) I said, you can collect the offering now. (laughs) Let's begin with verse 13, Proverbs 3. It says, together in unison, happy is the man that findeth wisdom and the man that getteth understanding. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. Length of days is in her right hand, and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to them that lay hold upon her, And happy is everyone that retaineth her. In chapter 4, Proverbs, beginning with verse 5, it reads, Get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she shall promote thee. 
She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory. She shall deliver to thee. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. When thou goest, thy steps shall not be straightened, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. And so we're talking um, in this uh, series of messages entitled them Wisdom for Living. I really believe that God wants us to govern our lives by wisdom, to use the wisdom of God in everyday living to govern our lives as much as possible. We all, we all mess up. We all make bad decisions. We all make bad choices, but we want to limit those as much as possible. And we want to be quick to uh, give attention to wisdom. Wisdom is always crying out. I had a few bad decisions I made recently. When I went back and thought about it, I said, you know, wisdom was crying out to me when I chose to make those bad decisions. If I had only listened. How many of you have ever felt like just kicking yourself? If you had only listened to the voice of reason, to the voice of wisdom, godly wisdom down in your heart down in your spirit that tried to warn you, that tried to save you, that tried to preserve you, that tried to keep you. And sometimes we, we, we speed past the stop sign of wisdom either because it's something we want so bad we refuse to hear anything different or we don't feel like being inconvenienced or embarrassed enough to change midstream. And so we continue in our ways of error all because we don't want to be inconvenienced and don't want to go through the effort or whatever it takes to make the right adjustment. And so those things can really get us in trouble where decisions and choices are made. But wisdom is always crying out. Wisdom is there. And if we would only listen to wisdom, sometimes, man, we sometimes we just want it so bad. We just got our foot on the pedal, pushing it down. And we don't want to hear the voice of wisdom because we want it. We want it. And I know it doesn't, you know, I know that there could be something wrong. But because we want it so bad, we push right on past. But I believe God really wants our lives to be governed by wisdom, his wisdom, godly wisdom for living good Making, and we've defined wisdom as making good decisions, making good choices. We've, de- we've defined it as knowing what to do for best results and doing it. We've defined it as honoring God. We've defined it as the ability to see the future consequences of your current decisions. That's wisdom, the ability to see the future consequences of your current decisions. I also thought about this. Wisdom is also saying the right thing. That's wisdom. When you say the right thing, you, you discover a, a passage. And, and Well, you can turn there with me. Proverbs chapter 16. You'll see that. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 23. Notice what it says about saying the right thing. Proverbs 16, 23. It says, the heart of the wise teacheth his mouth. In other words, 
Wisdom is saying the right thing. Wisdom is knowing what to say. Uh, Wisdom is moving at the right time, knowing when to say it or when to do something, when to lunch out, when to move. That's wisdom. Wisdom is discernment. So all of these things are a part of the makeup of godly wisdom in our lives. And, and there was one particular verse, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 5, that really caught my attention, really caught my eye. And it, and it says this. It gives this instruction. It says, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Now, keep in mind, God is our wisdom. God is our wisdom. Colossians chapter 2, verse 3 says, in him, talking about in Christ, says in him, in whom are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are in him. Also, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30 says to us that Christ is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, redemption. But the first thing it mentions, Christ is made unto us wisdom. So God is the wisdom of our lives. Christ, he is the wisdom of our lives. But I like Proverbs. It doesn't simply allow you to simply sit back and just expect God to do everything for you. It gives you the admonition. It says, get wisdom. You get, turn your neighbor and say, get wisdom. You get wisdom. You get wisdom. You get wisdom. So wisdom is, is you know, it may not just automatically fall on you. We've, we've been given instruction to get it, to get it. To get it, it uses go after her as you go after silver, as you go after, you know, you go after treasure, you go after money, you go after income. Go after wisdom like that. Get it, get it, get it, get it. Some people, you know, they'll do anything to make money. They'll, at all costs, they'll do anything. Well, the Bible says use that same drive to get wisdom. Get it. Wisdom is the principal thing. I thought about a couple of ways, a couple of ways that enables us to get wisdom. Number one, we're able to gain wisdom by choosing to associate with the right people. By choosing to associate with the right people is one of the ways God has designed for us to get wisdom. Notice what it says there, Proverbs chapter 13 And verse 20, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. So notice that he that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So I find here, as we see in scripture, that one of the ways we are to get wisdom is by choosing to associate with the right people. You want to associate with people who are making good decisions, people who are making good choices in life. That's somebody who is good to hang around. That's somebody who's good to associate with, somebody who's making good decisions, somebody who's governing and managing their lives well. That's somebody good to hang around. Somebody who's operating at a higher level than you are. That's a good person to hang around. Somebody who has successful 
experience in any endeavor that you're interested in. That's a good person to hang around. The Bible says, he that walks with wise men shall be wise. In other words, the wisdom they have, you can glean from it and begin to incorporate it and use it into your own life. The very wisdom they're using to bless their lives. If you get with them and walk with them, it'll rub off on you and you can begin walking in that same wisdom that'll cause your life to be blessed. And so I found that, you know, who we choose to associate with, making sure that we associate with right people, people that we can glean from and incorporate certain principles and certain things into our lives that they have operating in their lives. I was listening to um, a little story about Michael Jackson as I've been listening to many recounts of his life over the last couple of weeks, as many as, as many of you have. And one thing I heard that was interesting concerning this principle and Michael Jackson, um, it was the report I was listening to, it was talking about the time that Michael Jackson, he spent with Paul McCartney. And Michael asked Paul, he said, Paul, what would be a good investment? And Paul McCartney told him, he said, you should invest in music publishing. He said, that's what I invest in and I'm doing very well in it. Michael said, okay, I'm going to do that. And he said, in fact, I'm going to buy your music. And sure enough, the auction came up for the Beatles catalog. Michael outbid it, Paul McCartney, and bought his own music. And Paul was upset that Michael had done that, but Michael had learned he gained wisdom from hanging with somebody who knew how to operate, who had something going, and he used that, and that turned out to be Michael's best investment. He purchased it for $50 million, and that the report I was listening to said that that Music catalog is now worth $1 billion, $1 billion. But I thought about that. I said, he became wise because he associated with somebody who knew what they were doing. And he listened, gleaned from that. He operated it and put it in his life. And he prospered in that area because he associated with somebody who was older, somebody who had been in the industry longer, and somebody who had... Uh, made some good investments, and he got sound counsel and sound wisdom. And so that's Proverbs. That's that verse, Proverbs 13, 20. He, he that walketh with wise men, he shall be wise. He shall be wise. Praise God. Praise God. Um, and so that, that's one of the principles I found. The, the, one of the main ways we are to get wisdom is by choosing to make good associations. Number two, the second way I found to get wisdom, as we were admonished, is to learn from our experiences. Learn from our failures. Learn from our successes. In other words, learn from our life experiences. I like something that Samuel Smiles said. He said, we learn wisdom from failure much more than success. We often discover what we'll do by finding out what we'll not do. And probably he who never made a mistake never made a discovery. 
There's something powerful that we can glean from life experiences. Mark Twain also said, he said, we should be careful to get out of an experience all the wisdom that is in it. I want to read something to you that I, I heard Pastor Dale read some years ago and I always kept it because I thought it was so powerful illustrating this point. And it was a little, it was a little reading entitled Autobiography in Five Short Chapters. Chapter one, I walked down the street. There was a deep hole in the sidewalk. I fall in. I am lost. I am helpless. It isn't my fault. It takes forever to find a way out. Chapter two, I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I pretend I don't see it. I fall in again. I can't believe I am in the same place, but it isn't my fault. It still takes a long time to get out. Chapter three. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I see it there. I still fall in. It's a habit, but my eyes are open. I know where I am. It's my fault. I get out immediately. Chapter four. I walk down the same street. There is a deep hole in the sidewalk. I walk around it. Chapter five, I walk down another street. And so we can gain insight from our experiences. We can gain insights from every failure. It's not experience that benefits us, but it's the insight that we gain from the experience that benefits us. So every failure and even every success, there's something in it that we can glean from. And so, you know, when we have something successful, we need to go back and study that, find out what it is that caused that success so that we can duplicate it again. If we were successful in the past doing something, go back and study it. Look at the principles. Look at what you did because there's something you can use in the future based on those same success principles that brought success in the past. So we are able to gain wisdom from our experiences, from our failures, as well as from our successes. There are two questions you ought to ask yourself from every life experience. Number one, what did I learn? Number two, what must I do? Number one, what did I learn? Number two, what must I do? So we have to search. We have to search. We have to get wisdom. You got to search for wisdom. And so we're able to get wisdom by the associations by having right associations in our lives, also by learning from life's experiences, our failures, and our successes, realizing that life itself is a lesson. You remember I read some 
time ago, the five rules of life. Rule number one, you will learn lessons. Rule number two, there are no mistakes, only lessons. Rule number three, a lesson is repeated until it is learned. Rule number four, if you don't learn the easy lessons, they get harder. Rule number five, you'll know you've learned a lesson when your actions change. And so we're able to uh, get wisdom from the associations, having right associations in our lives, and also by learning from life's experiences, our failures, as well as our successes, gleaning from those things, asking yourself those two questions. What is it that I can learn from this? Number two, what is it that I must do? Those things will help you to get wisdom. Turn to your neighbor and say, get wisdom. I love the way the Bible says it, get wisdom, find wisdom, find it, get it. And so that's how you get it, and that's how you find it. Get it around the right associations. Use reflective thinking to analyze life's experiences and glean and pull out those things that will be life-changing and impactful in your life so that you can make adjustments and make better decisions and choices going forward. Use those things to get Wisdom. Of course, we get wisdom from God's word, from God, and from the Holy Spirit, spending time with God. He, once again, he is our wisdom. He is our wisdom. So learn to listen to that still, small voice. Learn to study his word and to pray and spend time quietly thinking and allow the wisdom of God to rise up on the inside of you. You'd be surprised that the wisdom of the ages is only six inches below your nose. The wisdom of Almighty God who created heaven and earth, he resides in your heart six inches below your nose is the wisdom of the ancient of days. So learn to pull from the wisdom of God in your life. I want to close with this, but here are some characteristics after reading Proverbs and studying Proverbs. Here are some characteristics of the wise that I found. Some characteristics of the wise. Number one, the wise always increase learning. They always increase learning. You'll see that in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5. You'll also see it in Proverbs chapter 9, verse 9, that the, that the wise, they always stay in learning mode. You can learn from anybody. You can learn from everybody, even if it's learning what not to do. <laughs> you can learn from a drunk on the street. Because he's going to teach you what not to do. And uh, so you can learn from everybody. You can learn from every situation. So one characteristic of the wise, they always are in a learning mode. They're always in a learning mode. Number two, the wise are prudent. They save. They plan ahead. They prepare for future time. They prepare for future opportunity. Very prudent. Number three, the wise are very they're very keen with insight in terms of being able to see danger and avoid it. Number four, the wise stay away from the wrong company, as we've already discussed. Number five, the wise seek to do good and they pursue righteous living. Number six, the wise, they are always diligent in their endeavors. 
But those are just six things I ran across after studying Proverbs, some characteristics of wise living. Those of you who are listening or watching live, I want you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, Wisdom for Living, message number 7429 in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. This ends message number 7429 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message, Wisdom for Living Part 3, number 7429. To a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7429. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.